you're listening to recommendations for my otaku spouse or otaku susume. I'm Jen. And I'm Wesley. So let's get started. You are strangely upbeat. I'm trying to get pumped for this episode because we're excited and we're happy. We are. Well, actually, we're kind of nihilistic considering the topic, but yes. <laughs> Lovely. Yay, nihilism. <laughs> what? I'm worried now. Why? Well, just generally being around you. Oh. Well, nothing new there. So this episode, I ended up recommending an anime to Wes. I mean, it's been recommended. It's yes. been in a state of being recommended for a while. Yes, hence the, that's kind of the theme of the show, Wes. Are you catching up here? No. No? Okay. Well, okay, so I've got... Uh, okay, I made you watch at least the first movie of Karo no Kyokai. Yes, you did. Uh, also known in English as Garden of Sinners, which I think is like the... I don't know why it's called Garden of Sinners in English, but Karo no Kyokai in Japanese. I mean, if the rest of the movies are like the first one, I can hazard a guess. Okay. Fair enough. So, <laughs> Kara no Kyokai is um, a series of... Well, it has an interesting history. So, it's actually based on a light novel. Okay. Um, written Wait, by... Wait, that title's too short to be a light novel. No, no, no. It All right. It's a 2001 light novel. Ah, so actually, the four times. Yes. I guess, technically, it's a 1998 light novel. And it was in the traditional sense of a light novel where the author wrote it and released chapters at Comiket. Okay. So it was before Shosetsu ni Naro even became a thing, and we have the modern era of oversaturation of light novels. I thought I was writing a light novel, but then I got hit by a truck, and now I'm living out the experience in another world? Exactly, yes. Okay. So this is the before times. Um, and the author is Kinoko Nasu. So, Mushroom Eggplant. Yes. This sounds like a pseudonym. It, it probably is. But they've also worked on a bunch of other things. and Nam de Plume? Yes. Nom de plume sounds better when it's an author. I guess I guess in this case it's nom de vegetable. I mean most vegetables get nommed. Exactly. Hey <laughs> <laughs> But this author also worked on some other things and I want you to guess what the other thing is. Am I gonna guess based on the art style? Yes. Fate Stay Night. Yes. Done. Correct. Well done. I mean Fate Fate Yeah. Uh Kinoko Nasu worked on every single fate including Grand Order. The art's the same. Yes. Okay, the art's the same as the original Fate. Fate has slowly been moving away from the original art style. Yep. I was I was wondering if you noticed that while watching. I guess it's kind of obvious. It's super obvious. The way it's animated, too. Yeah. I don't think you've watched Fate. Mm, I've seen bits. Okay. And and the theme of Fate, I get the impression, is very similar to Karo no Kyokai. Lovely. <laughs> where you have people standing around talking about stuff. They also swap mana. Is that what they call it? That is that yeah, it's the euphemism <laughs> for fate. <laughs> so, Side note. Yes. Fate Stay Food was amazing. Yes. But we're talking about uh Kyokai no Kara no Kyokai. Yes. Garden of Sinners. Kara no Kyokai. Yes. Yes. Um so Kara no Kyokai is about uh, about a woman named Shiki who can see lines in the world and when she cuts them, whatever she cuts, like basically is killed or just falls apart. Is that how that works? That's how that works. You know what they didn't explain in the first movie? How that works. That. Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't explain it until the second movie. Because the movies, of course, are not in chronological order. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Going on a theme from the last episode. At least it's not as bad as Harui, which also was a light novel. Yep. 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 
Continuing. Continuing. So Shinty. yeah. So no, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, the movies tend to be very esoteric, thinking about deep subjects and Up how. Their own ass. Yes. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> if you like Bakemonogatari, you'll like Karonokokai. Man, you know, I tried watching the first episode of Bakemonogatari and I didn't finish that one. I know. You didn't even finish the first episode, did you? That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so, I think I fell asleep. But. So I, I did actually recommend this to you knowing you wouldn't like it, which is why I didn't make you watch the rest of the movies. Man, <laughs> that is harsh. <laughs> Well, okay, I knew it wasn't your cup of tea, but it's also a staple, and we have a figurine of Shiki, so I figured that... Um... I, that's part of the reason why I agreed to watch it. Aww. I figured if we had a figure of one of the characters, you liked it enough that I had to at least give it a try. And I do like it. I just think I have to be in a very nihilistic mood to watch it. So I've got a question. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to be blunt here. I'm probably not going to watch the rest. No, 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 that's fine. I don't expect you to watch the rest. Her name is Shiki. Yes. And I don't remember from the end credits what kanji was used in her name. Mm, okay but shiki can mean type and her arm is a doll arm and her friend makes incredibly realistic doll people Mm -hmm. is shiki a doll no just her arm just her arm are you sure yes okay you know i wonder if yes shiki is the kanji for uh like a ceremony shiki okay oh but she originally had three personalities which each have a different kanji for shiki. Lovely. That does sound like a very light novel thing to do. Yeah, especially and by it, the author of Fate. Fate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially considering one of the twists in that. Anyway. So so actually, I watched all the Karo no Kyoka movies, again, at my anime society. So I don't remember the movies that well at all. Um, I, highly, I remember highly enjoying them, but I also remember saying while we're watching this with you, wow, this has not aged well. <laughs> Sorry, just just to go back to the last thing really quick. I okay. do think we actually saw kind of the three Shikis in the movie. I think they showed that okay. But you just... Because you get know. cool Shiki, you get, like, like not she's so cool, but... Well, one of them's a male personality. Oh, wait, did oh. I say that already? No, yeah. you didn't. Oh, okay, one, one, one of her personalities is male. Oh. Another well, one is female. Oh, the way I was taking it is you got kind of just actual human Shiki, which is when she showed emotion, and then you had cool i live on water in an empty apartment shiki and then you got fired up combat shiki so those were the three that i saw in the movie but i guess those aren't the th- i don't anyway moving on moving on so what did you think here is a weird esoteric movie about a woman who can see through lines and she cuts things but the movie itself was kind of about a uh, not exactly murder mystery supernatural stuff going on oh what did you think being thrown literally into the deep end without knowing anything. The movie was trying too hard to look cool, and it didn't spend enough time on being cool. It leaves incredible amounts of itself unexplored and unexplained, and it doesn't really invite me to think about it because there's no payoff. Mm. There's no reason to think about it. It spent an hour telling something that probably could have been done in less time and the unexplored threads that might have been more interesting about it, you're not given enough clues to begin to think about. Because there's never going to be an answer to it. And so I'm left having spent an hour watching it and not really having enjoyed what I got and not thinking I'd get more enjoyment by thinking further about it. Mm. So here we are talking about it in a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) 
So it did not make you want to watch the other movies. No. And part of that, though, is also how it's distributed. Mm-hmm. Eight movies, mm-hmm. more or less an hour long each, some a little shorter, some a little longer, mm-hmm. is about the same time as two seasons of anime. But when something's presented as eight movies, it's an instant turnoff for me. Mm. And it's because I've got this rule of thumb for myself that the more a piece of media is reliant on other pieces of media, the worse it inherently is. And so when something is presented as eight movies, by the time you get, you know, three or four in, you're expectant to have seen the first few and you've got a problem. It, it just it starts to become too just weighed down by its own baggage. And with a TV show, if it's one TV show, I feel much easier about it. But I mean, you've seen me with other TV shows. As soon as we get to season two, season three, mm-hmm. season four, you drop it. I start to drop it. I don't think I. I think the only season, the only show you watched until the end was How I Met Your Mother, and that's because I kind of forced you to because I wanted to watch it. And the last season of that was horrid. Yes. <laughs> but it holds that this has holds true for me for a lot of things. And you know, people would look at me and say, "Well, you like James Bond." You never have to have watched another James Bond movie to watch a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And even you know, when it comes to fantasy series and books, the first book, assuming it's well-written as a standalone book, is always going to be the best one. And by the time you get to book five or six, it's just not telling its own story anymore. It's too focused on trying to tell what had already come. So I guess that's probably why the Terry Pratchett novels work well, is you can read them any novel out of order exactly there i mean you get these little short tales you know when you look at the watch or when you look at the witches or when mm-hmm. you look at whoever but they're all set in Discworld, but they're not they're not reliant on mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. you just need to know that weird things happen in Discworld, and most of it's tongue-in-cheek so i'm guessing you're probably not going to continue the expanse series because that is reliant and there's nine books in the series and they're all like, and i'm probably not going to continue it 700 pages long. yeah like the first one was I guess more like three stories in one and I thought it did a great job but as you keep going along with them they stop Mm. it's we didn't talk about on the podcast but actually I so two examples here one which we did talk about on the podcast one that we didn't Final Fantasy 7 remake Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy 15 Mm. Final Fantasy 7 remake (laughs) I had a lot of issues with Mm. because it was just so burdened by being Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. And I thought that as on its own, it didn't, it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XV has the problem that people are like, well, you know, it was okay. And the first thing is, well, did you watch any of the three movies or read the book or play the five DLCs or this or that or whatever? Yep. And it's just, it gets lost in itself. Because it doesn't, it's relying on other media to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my rule of thumb is the more reliant something is, the worse it's inherently going to be. And someone's going to have an example to prove me wrong. And I welcome them to leave a comment or get in touch with me in any way to do it because I'm always out there looking for new things. Uh, I mean, shoot, I've, I've made no, I've not hidden the fact that I love Gundam. And someone's going to be like, well, but Gundam, I mean, that goes in every which way and it's a tangled web that you can't, you know, untangle. And I go, yeah. But the only Gundam I like is from the One Year War. If you stick into the one part of Gundam that's good, it's great. And as soon as you start to expand outwards, I'm gone. <laughs> Free as a bird, baby. I guess going back to Karo no Kyokai, one of the reasons the movie's probably done this way was because of the original material. Like, it was light novel chapters released at Comiket, which is twice a year, over the span of several years. So... I think actually that's kind of in keeping with modern day light novels 
is that the chapters are supposed to be contained stories, which is why when you read them, they're often like, there's not really an ongoing plot because when you're writing them, it's like contained stories within a single quote-unquote novel. Yeah, or you get a lot of repetition. Yes. Where an author will explain something that was just explained last chapter because they're assuming that people haven't read the last chapter. Or they're assuming that they have read the last chapter, they just read it six months ago. ago. Yeah. 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 But I guess with this, like you said, it's kind of like Haruhi where the episodes are out of order and it doesn't very, do a very good job of explaining things. You kind of need to watch the whole thing and then probably watch it again in order to actually kind of tie everything together. It's also because it's trying to be very metaphysical. Mm, very. So like we just watched Princess Principle and we talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. And that was also non-chronological. Mm-hmm. And I had some gripes about it, but I did say from the get-go that the first episode being with the gang all together and being a not plot-driven action worked really well. And I stand by that because I think it's the hook. It's, you know, that thing you put at the beginning to draw people in and grab Mm. them. And then you can start explaining things. This wasn't a hook. And this had too much... Princess Principle is in a world that doesn't exist, but the little bit you need to know is explained in the first minute. And beyond that, it follows regular rules spies guns whatever people understand that this is set in the real world but everything that exists within it breaks worldly rules like when she jumps between two buildings like when she jumps between two buildings when she fights ghosts when the guy randomly passes out on a couch for a week and a half you know that kind of stuff i guess i guess the difference is is that this already probably had a fan base oh 100 especially if it was by the author of fate. fate Yeah. So it it didn't say it was catering to that audience, whereas opposed to Spy, uh, not Spy Family, Princess Principal, Spy Girls, didn't have a following. It was completely original. Yes. And I do think that is a problem with media that's based on other media is that often they don't think about how do I sell this to an audience that hasn't already played, played or watched or interacted with the material that I'm basing this on. Which I think is a fault. Yes, 100%. Because the only thing you're ever doing is winnowing down your audience. Because mm. there's going to be people who liked it as a book who don't want to watch it as an anime. And so you've lost that part of your audience. And if you've made it inaccessible to those who haven't read it as a book, you're also losing that part of the audience. Mm-hmm. And so you're just slowly making it more and more But I guess on the esoteric, flip side, said, if, you, if you make it too accessible, then you end up alienating your original audience as well. Especially for a show like this. Because this, well, I guess this book. Can I be really rude? Um, You have been this entire time. Lovely. Excellent. (laughs) You all heard it, folks. I have consent. I can't stop you. You're going to be rude either way. (laughs) So you said you watched this in your university anime society. Yes. Wait, you're going to be rude to me? No. Okay. Not specifically you. Okay. This show is tailor-made for people in their mid to late teens. Mm Mm-hmm who are trying to think that they're super intelligent. Chunibyo. No, no, no. Not Chunibyo. Just... It would have actual action if that was the case. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, you know, the people who go around in high school reading different philosophers and trying to act like they understand what's going on with life? Yeah. Yeah, this is the anime version of that. Yes. No, I actually don't agree with you. I think think that's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Like I said, the kind of people who like Bakemonogatari. <laughs> yes, but, I mean... 
I I like, like I like Bakemonogatari and I like Hyokai no Kanata, so maybe I'm also one of those people who's like, oh yes, I'm. But you also watched both of those originally when you were in that target group, I'd say. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and once you like something, it's a lot easier to stay liking it. That's true. But so where I'm going with it is that I think to bring this back to what you were saying. Those are the type of fans who don't want this to be accessible. Mm-hmm. They don't. Oh, yes. They don't want a beginner's guide to, you know, I don't know. Pick your favorite hip philosopher of the moment. They don't want a beginner's guide to that. They want it to have an absurdly high barrier of entry mm-hmm. so that they can continue to act superior that they know it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they don't try to market this to another group, it's because the audience doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's not in that group, I see it as a disservice because I think there is room within media, especially, you know, huge air quotes here, kids media like cartoons, which I know big air quotes, just put big air quotes about that. I think that there's a lot of room to explore to go into these different areas of thought. But I think that doing it in an accessible way is more likely to provoke thought discussion. Mm. So... We watched the show two days ago, mm-hmm. which means I've had two days to think about it, Uh-oh. despite at the beginning saying I wasn't going to. Yes. <laughs> but you know that that's not me. But I mean, I'm I guess I guess the things. show is also, like you said, designed to make people think, or at least the certain people who want to think about it think. But yes, so, so you've had two days to think about it. And I said that 50 minutes was too long for the message it was trying to tell. Yes. Mainly because I feel that it just kind of threw some thoughts in the air and didn't explore them. Mm-hmm ironic for the message (laughs) um what i decided though in thinking about it is that there's a favorite anime movie of mine that's even longer than this one it's an hour and a half that i think has a same central theme but is a hundred times better girls and panzer no oh movie yeah oh girls that's a girls and panzer movie that's true that's true that's true (laughs) which one porco rosso okay and because i think the entire first episode of Kara no Kyokai can be summed up into Porco's phrase, a pig who doesn't fly is just a pig. And I think that's the same message that you get in Kara no Kyokai. I think the difference is Porco spends the entire movie exploring what that means and how different people realize that phrase. Yeah, but Porco also didn't have the whole, is it okay to commit suicide train of thought? I guess it it wasn't as depressing. (laughs) On some level, Porco watched all his friends fly into war and die and chose instead to run from that. And going into war is, I mean, not to badmouth the military out there, but how different is that from suicide? Dark. Wow. (laughs) We watched Kara no Kyokai and you want to get on me for being dark? No, but so how, how, how far into spoilers can we go? Well, I mean, this anime was from uh 2007 2007 okay so we're in gundam territory no sorry not gundam uh gurren Nagan territory okay i was about to be gundam would Gun- be gundam, a gundam is that. a lot older but i mean gurren Nagan territory and we spoiled that so lovely at least we're not spoiling all eight movies yes it's part of what was left so unexplained by it is that you've got a woman with a terminal illness well i guess not terminal just incurable Hmm. It's not going she's to just kill her. She's bedridden and blind. Kind of bedridden. She's able to wheel a wheelchair across the city. That's true. Unassisted. Wee! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and somehow her astral projection has captured 
the astral projection of someone else that they don't explain this part at all. That's why the boy's unconscious on the sofa the whole oh, time. Oh yes, no, you're right. They, I, yeah, I don't know how he, how she puts him in a coma for that long. She, yeah, and here's my question though: is why, if she puts him in a coma, because she has this idea that he can take her away, mm. get her out of the hospital, because she's seen him in the hospital before and he's able to come and go. So hey, he can take her too. So she grabs him, puts him in a coma. Is somehow entangled with his astral projection, but you never see him when you see her astral projection. Instead, all you see is the other girls that she has somehow also entangled and said, well, if I can't kill myself, which she can, I'm going to kill other people. It gets very weird, and they somehow decide to tie it into a family drama in the last line <laughs> of the movie, but they never explain any of this. That's true. Well, like, they, they like not explain... even like I don't expect them to sit there and just give me a point by point. <laughs> But they don't even, like, do the courtesy to give you enough to start coming up with fan theories about that aren't, that will have any basis beyond just, I think this sounds cool. There you have it. You found it. It sounds cool. Ah, but that's the worst. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, honestly, it's very Japanese. Mm, and this... Porco Rosso's Japanese. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in terms of, like, statistically, a lot of the Japanese things I've consumed, mostly games story story is sometimes second place if whatever is happening is cool so even if it breaks the own world narrative it doesn't matter because if it looks cool then obviously that's better you can which i hate bad japanese media <laughs> no i know i know because yeah, gonna... maybe i'm just really like i'm probably just really cynical about I'm, I'm gonna just say really quick about my chosen japanese media which normally devolves into Gundam. period dramas gundam and it's everything from the 80s where they actually had like taste but it's good <laughs> i mean like like okay so the main driving force in this first episode is a woman who a woman who wants to escape but mm -hmm. the only way she feels she can escape is by causing other people to kill. i don't know it gets weird she, she wants to cause she, other people to kill themselves she wants them to see her because she wants friends and so she tries to get them to be with her but even when they're dead and their ghosts are flying around her they don't see her because she's just a natural production yeah 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 she's lonely they kind of explain that bit but they don't explain i guess the but other bit. so here's the thing though a lot if i'm talking about samurai drama which i am now <laughs> are you okay <laughs> well i brought it up briefly um a lot of classic samurai stories you know all the great lover suicide ones usually will have this driving conflict because you need conflict conflict mm -hmm. is great of how do you balance your own desires mm. and the desire that you have to in samurai drama to your lord but you know in modern it can be to your community to whatever and that's a very human conflict that we all face even nowadays just everyone will have what do i want to do and what's expected of me and this has largely the same thing but they kind of just dance around it all the time. And the only answer they come up with at the end is either you kill yourself or I kill you. Because when, like, her friend shows up at, uh, when the doctor lady shows up at the end in the hospital to be like, by the way, we know it was you. My friend with a knife is still around out there. And then she's like, ah, well, guess it's time to wheel myself across town. It Throw herself off a building. But it didn't need to be 50 minutes. <laughs> That's... I think I think it's supposed to be setting up more Shiki as a character and the other characters. They just don't 
Like I said, I guess it's for people who already know who everybody is. I guess, because they didn't set up the boy because he spent the whole time in a coma. Mm -hmm. He delivers one pot of ice cream and then goes into a coma for the next 40 minutes. They didn't really set up the doctor, assuming she's a teacher, doctor, doll creator. It's kind of unexplained. Yeah. She's their boss. I think that's the extent. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so there was just... There was a lot going on, but they didn't say anything, and it just left you confused and asking more questions kind of but it also they didn't give me enough of a reason to care mm. and that's a big problem i had mm-hmm. like when i was comparing it to porco rosa i care about all the characters in porco, Ro- porco rosa all of them even the silly ones like the mama yudo gang or whoever and you get a feel for their drives and their desires and this and that coming out of it oh shiki's a cool badass with a knife but who is shiki i have no idea i don't know who any of these characters are despite having now spent 50 minutes with them and i think that's a character type that appeals to a certain audience yes but as i've said about numerous shonen shows i hate that character type. <laughs> i don't care who they are i hate them well that's the problem you don't care who they are and that's why you hate them yes but it it's it it, it it has become a major thing in mm-hmm. japanese shonen in that you have that too cool for school character i mean you've got uh Todoroki is my hero you had Sasuke back in Naruto you've always got a character kind of like that nowadays and I just hate them all (laughs) (laughs) well that's why I said I knew you wouldn't like this (laughs) (laughs) but I made you watch it anyway (laughs) why because I love you and I want to share things with you you want to share pain with me (laughs) exactly this is called marriage Wes live with it marriage doesn't have to be pain well, thanks for listening to that episode of Otafu Sister. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Annie Bros Creative. Find us online at www.annabrosecreative.com. And just like the movie, we're going to end this without a satisfying conclusion. Wow. So what you're saying is we just fluttered and we never flew. Aww. <laughs> so I guess we'll catch you next time. Unless you never want to listen to another episode again. Leave comments. Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm... Or why we're right. (laughs) Doesn't make me want to go watch Fate either. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think you wanted to anyway. I like Fate Stay Food. We'll watch Fate Stay Food. Right. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.